was a shit show. All right. We're hey, getting- Morgan, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. I was just going to say we're getting good at the um, like starting on time. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't you yeah. say? We're getting good at starting on time. And you know what you're getting good at? You look like a hot piece of ass this week. You just started a new job. Are you feeling oh sexy? I'm feeling you know what it is? I'm feeling like a bad ass. There are times where so for those of you who, you know, are following along with the shit show a couple of weeks ago, I made the announcement that I was moving home back to Jersey. A lot of things changed in that time span between then and now where um, I fortunately I got a job and it's a job that I um, know that I will love and be challenged in. And I also got a new apartment and I'm living alone for the very first time. And it's very intimidating. It's a new part of the city of Boston. So that'll be fun to explore and meet new people. Um, I know some people who live in the building, Anthony. Um, actually, Rachel, Eli, and Jackie all live in the building. How unbelievable. I know. Isn't that amazing? Some of our fa- some of our favorites. And also one of those girls, Jackie, is from New Jersey. She is. She's a she's a hometown friend of mine that I've known my whole life. So I feel like everything's kind of like circling back in a in a interesting way. Oh Not that God. I ever thought. I know it's it's good, but I feel I have to say I feel like a girl boss, and I you know I, I take that back. Erase, delete. I feel <laughs> like a badass, but I I'm like so refreshed because I feel like challenged for the first time in like a really 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 long time. Um, and you know what too? When I was interviewing Anthony, you're gonna love this. Um, obviously on my resume, I put the shit show yeah. and like authentic podcast network and everything. And, um, I was nervous. I was like, oh my God, so like jobs, if I'm looking for jobs, maybe they'll, you know, think that it's like a little like crude or whatever. And then I was like, I don't want to work for a company that like looks down on a hobby of mine that I love so much and I can speak to and like, it's totally. very legitimate. And they asked about the shit show in my interview and I guess it went over pretty well. And, um, <laughs> it's a good skill set because we get to we get to talk to amazing people. Well, Morgan, I'm so excited for you and your new you. endeavors. And, you. you know, you're going to make so many new memories and so many new shit shows that I can't uh-huh. wait for us to fucking <laughs> indulge in. And I can't I believe that you have a Jersey girl living in your building because we have a Jersey girl on the show today. Yes, we do. The best of the Jersey girls on the show today. Literally, I got to yeah. tell you, I very rarely get like star starstruck anymore mm-hmm. and i felt like one time margaret josephs called me and she had dolores in the car with her and i heard dolores's voice and i literally started shivering <laughs> and you know like <laughs> even though i'm gay I, I always tell margaret i'm like the like i would have sex with dolores like dolores is hot she's hot as fuck <laughs> anthony too you know what i think it is too is i feel like you have like a you have like a familiarity with dolores because when yes. we met her, I mean, I wasn't following the franchise as like in depth as you were, but I remember yes. meeting meeting Dolores and feeling like I've known her my whole life. So she's just totally. one of those warm, warm people. And we give her a very, very warm welcome here. Welcome, Dolores. Hi. That was so <laughs> funny. I enjoyed that. was the best part of my day just now. Yeah. <laughs> well, was it a, de- a de- and I'm depressing glad- moment? I bet. It was what? A, de- a decompressing moment after your long day hearing that. Yeah. Whew. Yes, it was. I had <laughs> confessionals. They're never easy. Yeah. So, yeah, I was how looking does, forward to this. How does that work? So I know that um, we can delete this. I don't know if 
we can yeah. put this in, but I'm just curious. You guys have to wear like the same three outfits like throughout the season, right? Like during confessionals and stuff like that, correct? Well, there's a, there's does... different outfits. So okay. yeah, so one you wear a few times and then you get to change different looks. And then what do they do? They like play back some reels from what they shot and then you guys like comment on it after the season? Oh no, they don't um they don't show us anything. Oh, we just talk oh. about, yeah, there's no they you know, it's like <laughs> questions and they ask us things and we go back and forth about how we felt in the moment and things right. like that so it's and so you funny like, it. confessional um to me like automatically I think of like church <laughs> like, yeah you're in you're in confession yeah and so- it's been a while for me since I've done one of those things but uh yeah <laughs> no like going to church I mean but forgive me bravo church- for I have sinned <laughs> no I yeah there you go but um, yeah, confessionals are hard. There's long days and a lot of glam and a lot of, you know, you got to you kind of go through it. So it's good. It's now, good. D, it, when people you, love it. Oh, yeah. The confessionals are my favorite. They really string together the story. In my exactly. Opinion. Yeah, exactly. See how smart you are. Anthony? listen, if you were straight, I'd go out with you. Just so, oh, you. so would I. You're so handsome. <laughs> well, uh-huh. D, you know, what's you funny is that. like. No, you're the best. I I feel like even though I'm um attracted to you, there's also I bet it's like Freudian because it's also like a mother energy because you remind me of my mom. So I'm like, do I want to fuck my mom? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I get a lot of that. No, I get a lot of like you remind me of my mom. You remind me of my aunt. But a, it's a lot of my like even the kids that have come over my house over mm-hmm. the years. My house was like the house that all the kids came to, and I would be like, you guys, I you know I was the single mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, your house is so much nicer than mine. Why the hell are you guys here? They're still here. Like, they're still at my house. When I go Aww. home, the kids that used to come over, there's never been an empty spare room in my house. You must so love that's it, though. a huge compliment to me. Yeah. I was going to say, you remind, me, you remind me of um, Carmen Electra a little bit. Do you oh, really? That? Yeah. Do you no. ever get that? Oh, no. okay. Carmen oh, Electra. I like her. I'll take yeah, it. I love her. A little Car- pot. Carmen Catania. Oh, there you go. That could be my porn name. Exactly. Yeah, it could be. Now, D, I, Dolores, I my feel like you, name. Yeah, your stripper. I mean, we should all honestly get on the poll after this COVID because I need to be. I, I need to. Like, I can't even out. lift myself after this COVID on a oh, poll. I couldn't lift myself up this chair when I'm. Done. I can't lift my body or my spirits. Like it's all. Gone. Uh, it's it's better. Better times are coming. I'm sure. I know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Anthony, what would your stripper name be? My stripper name would be. Uh, Uncle Tony's testes, Uncle Tony's testicles. <laughs> See how creative you are. I know, right on the spot. I think my well, mine would be button mamama because when I was like two, I couldn't pronounce my first or my last name, and I called myself button, like button mamama. Oh, you should have never stopped. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. But I was I mean, like, I was saying, you remind me so much of me. Like I looked like you in 1988. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's like the time period I wish I was born in or at least like living in. Like, I wish I was 21 in the 80s. Everybody Ugh. loves the 80s. Everybody's. I hate yeah, I'm the a sucker. 80s. I hate the styles. I hate the music. I'm the only person I know that doesn't like the 80s. Well, really? I'm right there with you, D. I, I like the style. Actually, See, we're meant to be together. Andy. Yeah, yeah, we are meant to be. I like the big <laughs> hair, but everything about like the music of the 80s, I don't oh. like. The styles were hideous. 
No, like I love like I'm a so good <laughs> Cindy Lauper moment, but at the same time, like with that fish a moment. arm, yeah, a moment. That's the whole the thing. The Madonna. Every- Everybody wanted to dress like Madonna. We would go to right. school with the rubber bracelets. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. at the time, shirt. at the time, you must thought it was like the coolest thing ever. You must yeah. like everyone because there were like icons, and I don't know. I feel like now, <clears throat> what's cool about like the twenties, <laughs> the twenties, the twenties, the roaring twenties, <laughs> yeah, is that everyone's kind of meshing like all of those styles together. Like nineties was very in a couple of years ago, so now like the roaring twenties is just like a big mosh pit of like style and music a little bit. Everything yeah. goes. That's okay. So you could just yeah. be like nothing's really set in stone, you could kind of just do your own thing. Yep. Yep. Era okay. appropriation. Era. E-R-A. So you just be the era you want to come from. Like, yeah. I would have yeah. been a, like a big mob whore. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Anthony, been, like, I feel like <clears throat> Anthony would have been like amazing in like the 20s, I think, like a little bit. And then also like the 70s like you could have i don't you could anthony you i feel like i'd be good in like Gad, i'd be good in like gadsby era i feel i felt like mm-hmm. back then like that's when like some of the men started to be more like sexually fluid with each other there was weird stuff going on and then by the 50s yeah that from was the all movie scrapped. i guess yeah I would yeah die to go to like a real speakeasy i would die to do that i think uh, that's so cool they have them yeah they have them yeah, now more do. than anything i'm sure in new york there's a few of them open well, restaurants behind the door yeah, there's totally. one that like circulates around Boston, like the traveling circus. It's like kind of the really, same yeah, yeah. And they take over like office, like vacant office spaces. Oh, and, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so they bring in like these hardwood bars, um, and like I guess bartenders and stuff like that, and people just like gather. So I mean, I think it's pretty COVID dumb, but there are speakeasies, I guess. But just COVID they're in dumb. office built COVID dumb, <laughs> but they're in office spaces now. Now, speaking okay. of COVID, D, you just r- nursed your family back to health, essentially. Oh, no. Yes, way. I did. Yeah. So um, like three days before Christmas, Gabby's like, I have the flu. I'm like, oh, shit. And then Frankie's like, mom, I don't feel good. I'm like, you're, you're kidding me. It's like three days before Christmas. So they tested positive. Then Frank Catania, big Frank tested positive. And then, so that was it for Christmas. Like, and I didn't get it, but I was sick this time last year, really bad. And I had a cough for like two months afterwards. And I, the big joke in in my family is like, I never get sick. Like my brother's like, don't even drink out of my glass because, and don't kiss my kids on the mouth because where you've been, I don't want any, but he said COVID (laughs) is afraid of your body. But I think, I never tested positive. I don't have antibodies, but I think I had it. So I did not get sick. I took care of everyone. And then three days after Christmas was my 50th. So then that was like, and then it was New Year's. So it was just us, which was actually kind of nice because the kids have been so busy in school for so many years. And Frankie's like a workaholic. So if he's not in school, he's working somewhere on Wall Street. He's on the phone doing deals. And I'm like, well, it was nice to have everybody not oh. doing anything for a couple yeah. of days. It was nice. So there are good things that did, you know, so many horrible things. And, you know, those poor families that have lost people during COVID. But uh, the good part was people were together, which haven't been in a long time. Right. And I think they also like slow down, like you alluded to. So, yeah, I don't want to slow down. That pisses me <laughs> off. 
Now, do you yell, like Dolores? Now, now, when everybody, like, when you were all in the house together, of course, there's a lot of good. I mean, we, me and my mom were just talking last night. We're like, it's nice. We're all here together, whatever. But, you know, we all scream at each other. Are you a big screamer in the house? I was an animal for many, many years. And then I started to date a Jewish man. And he was like, that's not how you talk to kids. That's not <laughs> oh what my you God. Do. So he taught me to be a little bit <clears throat> more relaxed. So I don't yell as much as I used to, but I was a raging lunatic. Like if my kid, when my kids were younger and they would be like so little, like five years old, I'm like, what do you think? Does a fucking white trash fucking get dressed? It's like a Saturday <laughs> at eight o'clock. Get the fuck out of bed. Right, right, right. Oh my God. They probably, no, definitely I, like, but yeah. yeah, I was going to say, like it probably just put like fire under their asses a little bit. Get them going. Well, now and that's probably why it. they're, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why they, you know, they, are, they probably feel uncomfortable one like winding down and like relaxing. So I find that I, I get super restless when I have nothing to do. Like I still feel guilty for like laying on a couch and like relaxing and like, yeah. I think COVID, why know, is has- Frank Catania FaceTiming me? Stop FaceTiming <laughs> me. We got divorced 22 years ago. He missed the memo. Now he's calling me. <laughs> Talk what about it. Just show. click off. Hold on, Frank. I'm doing something. Can I call you later? Watch. He's going to be like, what kind of message is that? Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Is, is that he gets is offended that... so easily? His feelings get hurt. Oh, well, he's like a really I mean, it's such a cliche thing to be like, oh, he's a big teddy bear. But I, I met him recently with you mm-hmm. and he he really was like a big teddy bear. And I didn't even oh, recognize so him in his costume. He yeah. Oh, was he he was Tiger King, right? He was Joe Exotic. Yeah, he really got into character. I'm like, yeah, you, you could take like the party was over and uh, like everybody's ripping off their outfits and he's still sitting there with his wig on yeah. walking around <laughs> like he got into character. He's like a kid. Frank Catania is like a little kid. Aww. I feel like you put a guy like that in a costume and they're like, oh, maybe I should have been in theater. Maybe all this energy should have been re- redirected to the stage at some point. Can, right. He would be good. I think he's very good on the show. He I is. think. Uh, he, it's very natural for him to be on camera. A lot of people don't do well on camera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could have the look, you can have the lifestyle and you can have everything like people think it's easy. But when you get in front of a camera, you have to be comfortable. And a lot of people just fall flat on see, camera. People can see yeah. like the audience can see right through it when they're not too. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are better opinions at it than me, you know. But uh, what do you think? You could see through that. Yeah. And when people try too hard is another thing. You like, can tell. Oh, that's that's my, the, like the corny cliche things. And like when they try too hard to come back with a snarky comment that was rehearsed. That's Jer- <laughs> you don't really see that in Jersey ever. No, you don't. And I said that to Margaret on the phone the other day. I said the great thing about Jersey is that you nobody seems rehearsed at all. Nobody's yeah. self-produced. And I think that's why um, New York is very authentic, too. But oh, New Jersey, totally. New Jersey, I think, is the most authentic. I think I can relate relate to the New York, the New Jersey well, one the most. You're like a Jersey housewife, too. You're a part of us. Anthony. Yeah, oh, totally. yeah, yeah. Anthony's what? a part of the franchise. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Oh my God. That's what I, that's how I feel. I know we got to create a storyline for me next season. What's it going to be that I move in with Dolores and I help with the dogs. There you go. I had one. I haven't been home all day. So they feel like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I could have <laughs> used you today, Anthony. I've been gone since like early this morning. And then I come back and you would think something like I did something terrible to them. One's not talking to me. The other <laughs> one's saw, sitting I in a corner, looking away. in the corner. And, and this one's like, oh, I mean, Aww. you know. No, but they're my company. They're yeah. your company. They're your comfort. You're big. We'll get into more of your activism with dogs later because I know you're big on that. But I wanted to ask you because I was thinking I was doing some of my own work earlier, um, some PR stuff. And I was like, huh, Dolores is so good in her interviews. I was just watching you on Wendy Williams, an old rerun. What is the one question that you consistently get asked? Because I get I notice you get asked a lot of the same questions. And Do I sleep with Frank Catania? That's the one that annoys oh. you the most. <laughs> the most frequently and, asked question. Yeah. And no, um, I don't sleep with Frank Catania. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, actually, we, we sleep in the same house and we've slept in the same bed, but we don't do anything else. Yeah. I have a question. So have like men that you've dated or Frank, has there ever been any like jealousy feuds or Fuck no? Yeah. Oh, Fuck yes, yeah. yes, yes. And you know what? Yeah. If somebody isn't man enough to handle a relationship, then I worked very hard to hold on one sec. Get out of there. Oh, so the if baby. somebody isn't <laughs> if somebody isn't man enough to handle Frank, and I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. So in the beginning, I leave it. I, I've left room for people to accept it, get through your thing, feel secure. Frank's always very nice to anyone I've dated. And right. when you, if you get past that, then you're okay. You could stay, but nobody's going to come between the dynamics of my family. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. That's no way. And that's I mean, not that a takes a strong either. woman too. That takes a strong man. There were guys woman. I liked and they were like, you know, and then they would use it for an excuse. Like if they did something wrong in the relationship, they'd be like, oh, well, you're close with Frank. How about, you oh know, oh, well, go fuck yourself. Can I swear oh, on well. here? Oh, yeah, of dick. course. Fuck, yep. fuck, yeah. fuck, oh, dick, dick, like dick. You want. I'm like, go fuck <laughs> yourself. You know what? Mm-hmm. Too bad if you don't like it. Too bad. Right. Too fucking bad if you don't like it. I mean, something okay. that I feel about you, Dolores, is that. And I've seen this a few times on the show, and I actually think it's funny because you are so calm a lot of the times. But whenever something really happens, people are like, you do not want to piss Dolores off. And it cracks me up because it's so true. Right. (laughs) You know what? I was very much a hothead growing up. I, you know, had a few fist fights in my day. And, you know, I look back and I say, oh, it's funny. But I have like a hair trigger temper that I've learned. I've been through so much in my life that I've settled down and I've calmed down with that. But there's a part of me that I feel like I get this tunnel vision and I get this like heat come over my face and I've, you know, and I get like, you get like, you know, red in the really face. Yeah. Like, ang- just like see red. Yeah. I could get violent, but you know, you can't be like that anymore. It's just like, you know, I'm a 50 year old woman. I don't want to be, but I have it in me, you know, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I I feel like you have to be more scared and nervous of like the calm ones because when right. they're mad, they're like really fucking mad. So it, it's almost like I think a little bit scarier because someone with a temper like you expect them to blow up and freak out and see red and whatever. But people who are calm and then you see them get like that, that's like, I think, in my opinion, more scary. Well, if you're smart, you'll know when to stop before you get somebody like that to that point. Right? Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, that's I a- that's experience. 
Right. I had a teacher. Her name was Mrs. Allendorf. And she was like an Italian a really kind of cute name. Oh, I'm not an Italian name at all. Holy shit. Her first name was Dolores. I'm just realizing Dolores Dolores Allendorf. Dolores Dolores Allendorf. And what's cool was she'd be a bartender in Wildwood in the summers. And then she would teach at our little Catholic school in the the school year. Was she hot? She was kind of hot. And she was like, (laughs) she was like probably early 60s. And she had her style. She always had her tits like up, like real far with like a. a That sounds like a real Dolores. Yeah, my, aunt, <laughs> my aunt Dolores is still a, a waitress at the crow's nest. She's like 80 years old. She's got a oh, mouth like my and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. Well, she what she would do was she'd be real calm. And then if you put your hand like this on your chin when you were in class, that was the mm-hmm. one thing you couldn't do. And she would oh, stare you down. She said, get your damn hand under your chin. That's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And then she'd go on to teach about like the Ten Commandments and oh. Noah's Ark. Well, if <laughs> anybody knows, you know, in my house, you were never allowed to say God's name in vain. We could swear, we could say the C word, F word, but my mother, Irish Catholic, you can't mm-hmm. say God's name in vain. That's the only word I still to this day does not. I do not say. Does it trigger you like when you hear somebody else say it? You're like, oh, my God. I say I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I and I just don't say God's name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like with a smile on your face, too. It's so funny. It's Anthony. I wonder, like, what about that just ticked um, Miss Allendorf off like so bad? It's a respect thing. That's what it is. Yeah, I guess she was probably. Yeah, like probably growing up in her house, she probably was told like that was a big no-no. And just like saying God's name in vain in my house was a big no-no. So as an adult, that follows through with you and you're like, don't do it. Don't say certain things. Totally. crazy. Like what will tick people off, you know? Now, Dee, tell me about You can never escape your childhood, by the way. I say I have a poem that says you you can't fight the DNA. You can work (laughs) on it, of course. Mm -hmm. Therapy is always good. But, you know, I feel like, so I just feel like it's ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. It really is. The, the, your values and your principles and things that happen to you, they follow through in your, in your life and you take with them and do what you want with them. But they don't, they're always there. Right. Now, do you feel like that's a good thing? Well, it's a, it's a good thing if you use it right. Like, so yes. I have a pillow that says you can't fight the DNA. Yes, that is true. And you can't, when I was getting divorced, I went to like, I heard there was this like cute doctor and I weighed like three Mm -hmm. pounds because when you have a good breakup, you lose a lot of weight, but he was a diet doctor. And I went there because I said (laughs) I needed a diet, but I really just heard he was getting divorced and he was a good looking Italian guy and he's taken his divorce (laughs) so bad. And he said something to me that I always say to young girls and I hope that they understand what I'm really saying. And say, so he's like, what are you doing here? I was like, well, I heard you're getting divorced and I'm like divorced. So like, and I wasn't typically a person that would do this, but I, you know, I threw it out there. I had to start a whole life of my own. You know, I didn't know what it was like. It was like throwing a baby baby in a pool and saying, learn how to swim. So I was like, well, you know, I'm just getting divorced and I wanted to go on a diet. He's like, then he just said something about his wife and she did not come culturally from the same background as him. So he was like really Italian from Italy. And he goes like this, when you're buying a dog or a horse, you look at the breed they come from. 
Yeah. And that's really the truth. It doesn't matter like money, status, nothing like that. It's how were they raised? Totally. It's how they were raised raised with love. I know your mother, she'll whip up chicken and broccoli and, you know, whatever's left over and she'll feed you and your friend. And like you come from a place, right? Where people gather together, the door is open. You can have your friends over and you would be like that in your home. But if you were with someone that was like, oh, I don't want company who your mom just stopped by. She didn't call for it. That's okay for somebody else, but you're Mm -hmm. not going to be comfortable in that. Totally and passes down like Anthony. I mean, Anthony's house is always so welcoming. Like they, oh, we That's o- what I, like they, I already yeah, knew they that. always had. They were always, it's always a house that people go to and like feel so welcome in that home. And then it gets passed down to Anthony because I don't even think he realizes he does this, but he loves serving people like he loves serving right. people like dinner and like drinks like just I because do. You, you love it. And I don't even think, you know, you do it. So you get a lot of things from your mom, Anthony. Like, I don't think she sits either. Dolores, Anthony Anthony doesn't sit down. I never sit. I understand that. I was accused of being on, uh, like on drugs one day because I never sat. You were just so busy. You just want to keep going. I just wasn't a, I don't sit. Like even when we go away as housewives and people are laying on the lounge chairs, I start pacing and walking around the pool. Well, that's like, I I can't lay on a couch. Wherever we're staying. But, you know, it's not saying that my house was better because the door was open and your house is. I'm not saying that at all. It's just that when you find somebody in your life to be with or if you find somebody to date, it has to come from the same kind of thing for it to work. It never works down the road. I was just talking to somebody the other day who was telling me that the person is uncomfortable with their family coming over, but they have a very close family. And they just, it's, it's a big problem. It's a big problem, but there, it's like goes far beyond that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Dolores, you know, what's funny. I remember a couple seasons ago when you said on the show about Jackie and you, what you said, cut from the same cloth. I knew exactly what you That's had what meant. I, meant. I knew exactly what, I meant. Yeah. what you meant right away because it was the same thing. Like we have people in our neighborhood who weren't, you know, Italian doesn't even have to be Italian. It's just that culture. It doesn't have of to like- be a, a culturally open door policy. And mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't like that. And I don't blame them. There are times I wish yes. my door was shut. There are right. times I was sorry <laughs> I had that open door policy yeah. many a time, but it is what it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I would go up to people's houses. My brother and I, if they had like a pool or something and we just like knock on the door Walk and be like, we're, <laughs> we're coming in the pool. We're here. Yeah. But not every household approved of that. Ours right. would be like, oh, come over. We got the new ping right. pong table. Like you're coming over and hanging out. Right. Um, right. Now, Dolores, tell me about growing up in Patterson, because I feel like every time it's been said on the show, um, it's always like kind of like an implication. Like I grew up in Patterson. Like, let's not forget it. So tell Morgan and I what what your experience was like growing up in Patterson. Well, it was like there was 80 different ethnicities in a very small area i think patterson's maybe six miles long maybe i don't even know but condensed too and it was very condensed so you would go to school with so many different ethnicities and nationalities and religions and i say i've traveled around the world without even leaving my block because a lot of the people that i grew up with still are in the same house and in the same place and which is i love them i love them and i go back but I was talking to a graffiti artist and he said, um, you know, and I called him to do a piece for me for a uh, event that I was doing for 
onyx and breezy and it was called the rainbow walk and i said could you do a, a nice graffiti piece and he said sure now he had never met me i knew he was a famous graffiti artist there he didn't finish the project, but I didn't expect him to. But he, his heart was in the right place. And I think he just smoked so much pot that he forgot to wake up and, and then he disappeared. I don't know what happened. But I, I love an artist. the same for just, yeah. Just Sounds like trying. all my exes. Yeah, well, there you go. And he's like, I remember him saying, you know, if you could grow up here, you could, you could sur- grow up any, you could survive anything. So I just think it's, you know, it was a very close place. It was very hardworking people. A lot of people were proud, but it was, not always easy. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Now, what were you like in high school? Because yes. I, if I feel like you're like my mom, like how she was, my mom was getting fistfights, smoking cigarettes I, in the bathroom. Yes. I was smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. I was getting fistfights. <laughs> my dad was a cop and my mom was waitress. And I had to work since I was like 12 years old. Like if I wanted right. and like, you know, that's how it was. I was one of five. And so um, in high school, I had, you know, my big teased hair. My friends were badasses. We never picked on anybody. If I ever saw anyone sitting alone, I made them come and sit at our table. My friends would be like, are you kidding me? You're kidding me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they're sitting with us. They're going to. And, you know, your, your friends dated tough guys that right. pulled their hair and stuff and things to <laughs> say the least. And, yeah. uh, you know, you grew up like it was hard. It wasn't like mm-hmm. your typical high school years. So, you know, you worked because you had to work for your stuff. You had to work to pay for your car. I had never been on a vacation. I had never been on a plane. And, um, you know, I just, it was working and trying to get through school. Now, the hard part about me with school is I was a good talker, Mm -hmm. but I was dyslexic and I didn't know it. So I was constantly failing Mm -hmm. and I was getting bad grades and it was never like noticed. I was just in special ed classes. So I always felt stupid. And I always dated somebody. I dated the guy next door because I wasn't allowed out. So I had to be home at 11 o'clock every night, no matter what. I wasn't allowed to go to high school parties. I wasn't allowed at the Jersey Shore unless it was for the day. And, you know, so that was, it wasn't an easy time in my life. That's another reason I hate the eighties, but it wasn't a hard time. (laughs) It wasn't the worst. It (laughs) It wasn't the worst time. My, my, Mm -hmm. My brother and sisters are very close. Funny story. My family got in a fist fight. Like my sisters, like if one person got in a fight, they all got in a fight. And I had just started dating Frank Catania. And I remember when I met Frank, he had just graduated law school and I was waitressing with my mother and I was sick. I'm like, ma, you know, I don't feel like going to work. She's like, it's not fair to the rest of the waitresses. I'll carry your trace, but you're coming in. And that's how I met Frank Catania. Oh my God. See, look at that. So he slipped his number. Yeah, Yeah. So he slipped his number to me. And my mother goes, I know who he is. I don't care who he is. I don't care. Uh, you're not dating him. You're not going out with him. I wound up going out with him. And I wanted to break up with him. But he was intrigued by like, you know, those, like like professional guys like girls that they want to save because I didn't have a lot, you know. Right. And he was yeah. intrigued by my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He came from a much different background. His mom was a doctor. His father was a lawyer and a judge. And so here he's walking in my house. There's like a mattress on the floor. <laughs> And my mother's throwing holy water on him. And I'm ready to break, but I, you know, I'm ready to break up with him. I'm like, I don't have time to see you. I have to work. And I don't like, I don't really, I wasn't impressed. Cause I didn't even know right. what like money was like, I didn't know like, Oh, you're going to be a lawyer. Yeah. I'm going to hang on to you, but I'm going to, you know, it wasn't like that. I just, he was, he was like, I didn't different from you. Him. Like you guys he were was, different and that's what intrigued you both. I think. Yeah. So 
my sisters and my, I think it was my sisters and my brother got in a fist fight in school. Yeah. And my father's like, you ain't breaking up with him. We need a fucking lawyer. I ain't paying for this big. Cause they were oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> I go, dad, I'm breaking up with him. You're going to fucking wait till after he goes to court. I ain't paying for a fucking lawyer to get them out of trouble. So, oh, oh my God, that's hysterical. Frank still talks about that story. And he's like, you would have broke up with me if you, I didn't have to represent your sisters. So <laughs> that is hysterical. That's Isn't so funny. Funny how you still hold on to that stuff. And, and, and you know, Dolores hearing that it's just warms my heart. I was like getting emotional hearing it because it's it's really nice finding out that the specific things that you hear are also universal. Like my mom mm-hmm. lived in South Philly. It was the same thing with like the holy water. My dad is a lawyer from Camden. His father's a judge. And mm-hmm. like, you know, oh. he came to go pick up my mom for their first date. And like my mom's dad came out and was writing down his license plate. Oh, my God. Like, like, <laughs> with his lucky strike. My dad, yes. was he comes out smoking his lucky strike. He's like, you know. Wow. Oh my parallel. God, so similar. Yeah, I know. Parallel. It's like Dolores and I are like from the same parallel, except she looks like Morgan. It's like our love baby. If Morgan was at Passaic Valley High School in 1988, we would have been twins. Oh yeah, my god. Twins. I'm honored. I feel mm. like, oh my God. I just feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. It's because she's a Jersey girl. And like she'd be yeah. the night before Thanksgiving with us. And yeah. but so back then it's it's funny because I'm hearing a common theme. Your parents were very strict with you guys. Like Teresa very said strict. that too. Like Teresa would never, you know, ever step out of turn. What do you think that in Italian culture, and Morgan can probably attest to this too, there's kind of this idea of not talking about things. A thousand percent. I, I just I often, talked about that today. Yeah. You did. And do you think that that is more helpful or harmful? Because I feel like back in the day, that probably was a very helpful coping mechanism, because especially there were a lot of immigrants. Push it all down. Yeah. And it was kind of like, be thankful, but shake it off. So a lot of what I see today is there's a lot of coddling Mm. and the world when you get out there is not going to coddle you. No. So look at Teresa. There's like, you know, I feel like there's a lot. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I feel like there's a lot of companies that do coddle like their employees. And well, now they do. Now that now they do. Now they do. Yeah. But, you know, coming out of like back then, nobody wanted to hear if you had anxiety, like get over it. You're making (laughs) it up like that doesn't exist. What is anxiety? Like, what is that? But there's something to be said. I see a lot of kids and they have it and it's a horrible thing. Cause I recently had an, an anxiety attack and I forgot what the hell it was for. Cause I, I, um, I was just, I just from be, being inside and like just everything being, being <laughs> just, just living at this point, I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so bad for the people that really suffer from this. But I do see a lot of parents playing into it when the kids really just don't want to go to the store with them. Yes. And they're like, Oh, my daughter, her anxiety is so bad. She didn't want to come to home goods with me. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, I was that it. But was she able to go out with her friends that right. weekend? Mm-hmm. Like, so don't, you know, I think it's, but who, how do you really know? So you can't really right. say to a kid, you don't have that. Get over right. it. Because that doesn't right. work either. But, you know, you learn to cope with things and get through them on your own rather than somebody saying, okay, let's talk about how you feel. That, like as a young child, let's, yeah. 
And, you know, there was things I always said, I, I want my kids to go through their first really bad breakup young. I want them to get punched in the face young. Mm-hmm. I want them to know what it feels like to hurt while they're still strong enough to get through it and have distractions and have it not like overcome them. Totally. When your first issue is picking your college, when you're, when you've had such an amazing life, God bless everybody should have a beautiful childhood and beautiful vacations and summer camps and Mm -hmm. everything. But when all of a sudden you have to go to college and you have to pick, and it's such a big decision, you have to pick it. Then you have to leave your parents and not a lot of kids, not all kids, but a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of kids struggle with that. Right. Or they don't feel like the aftermath or like the aftershock until like, like way, way later. Like, I feel like when I was picking colleges, I was so spent from high school just because of like extracurriculars and stuff like that, that I was like, I will go anywhere that I get in. Um, so it really wasn't like a huge decision. Like I kind of just like threw up the white flag and was like, okay, I'll go to Penn state. Um, And I didn't like think through like my decisions and like, while I was there, like, yeah, of course I had a good time. But like now I'm feeling the aftershock of like not actually like choosing something that was like for me or like the right choice, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I just feel like if you go through things early on, like you just become more aware as you get older. Like I feel like I had an awakening like at the very end of college in in all things. And, and, And I still am. So I feel like if I were to go through things like younger, I would have been more aware and more acute of like what's going on in my life. And I'm not realizing that until now at 25, it's wild, you know? It's okay, as long as you realize it. So when you go through these things and then you make it to the other side, you realize when something happens again in your life, like a total broken heart, you're like, okay, I'm not gonna die from this. I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, My heart is broken. I feel like somebody punched me in the stomach and left their fist there, but- Mm -hmm. I remember I felt like this before and I'm going to be okay. Right. Or I feel like, or I feel like with like a broken heart, for example, um, like some people might be afraid not to like fall so hard again. Like, I feel like it's either like you, you, you're okay and you can do it again. And you've, you've felt this before and you've been in this headspace before, but there could be also like, I don't want to ever feel like that ever again. Like I'm not going to give myself, to anybody, I'm not going to be vulnerable. I'm too scared. So I wonder. You can tell yourself just... all you want. I, I fall in love every five years. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I love that the five year cycle. You know, I, I like you. You said that to us, Dolores, because I, I, I understand what you're saying. But I also feel like maybe because, you know, I look at my my mom's side. They they scream and they yell and they're really talking about it. And my dad's side is more quiet. And they don't really talk about how they feel. And I think that there's a happy medium because there's a difference yes. between resilience mm-hmm. and and sto- this like stoicness where it's right. like, like and- callous, like being callous. Yeah. Yes. Stoic. Mm-hmm. So you can be callous on the outside, but everybody's human and you're going through it on the inside. Right. Like some yeah. people can have a mechanism where they could detach themselves. Like I could I see that in Teresa. That was something I was able to do when I was much younger. But when you break that seal something happens that breaks down that wall and you break that. So you're going to feel that you're going to feel a lot harder than you would have if you went through your feelings along the way and expressed your feelings. You don't have to do it in front of people. Like, I don't want to be a pussy. Like, I don't want to cry in front of people. Like I I cry. No one sees me cry. Or if I'm stressed out, like I'm saying my rosaries begging God, like help me through this. But 
I don't have to do it in front of people, but I'm doing it. Yes. Like, I think you have to go through, ex- express yourself. And, you know, even if you're alone, some way you have to do it. So you're right, Anthony, there's a happy medium. Like I learned a lot mm-hmm. from like the Jewish culture. Cause I love Jewish men. I learned mm-hmm. a lot from how they talk to their children, how their yes. parents talk to them. Um, right. How, how, you know, they, they're like, you're going to be the best. You're going to be amazing. Look in the mirror and be confident. And I like, I that. learned that from them. Like, right. you know, you know, it's how, like my, and my family was a little bit different, but I, I took a lot of the Jewish parenting and the uh, Catholic and the Italian parenting. I put it together. I wanted to write a book about that. Actually. You can. Amazing. You know, you should name it is pizza bagel. Pizza oh my bagel. god, that is so good. That, well, I'm a pizza bagel. To, but who am I to really, really, like I always say, to write a book, who am I to really write a book about something like that? I could talk well, then, about my own experience. That's what it is. Divorced yeah. mother growing up the way that I did in a like harder mm-hmm. culture. You know, we didn't, yeah. there was no summer camps. There was not restaurants. There was like, we went, we came down the shore to Seaside Heights where I am now, Tom's River one week a year that was the vacation for my whole life until I got married and my husband took me on an airplane to Florida <laughs> or wherever they kid I don't even know where I went it's it always Florida the first time when I yeah hear no I think it first. was Florida maybe I mean and I was like in Disney World at 22 I was like oh my god I wish my family was here they would go great you know Jeez. and um, isn't that crazy you need to you need to come over. We got to come there because my mom and you would really just be able to talk for freaking hours, just like we want oh, to talk forever. for hours. But you're right. Forever. I think that there needs to be this thing, especially in, in Italian-American culture nowadays, where it's, hey, let's talk about, tell me how you're feeling. What's worrying you? Okay, let's work through this. And so you can go out there by yourself and not have to worry about it anymore, or you'll be yeah. able to learn. You need somebody to say to you, you're worrying about something that's not that big of a deal. And I've mm-hmm. spoke to my son right. a lot. Gabrielle is not a talker. My Gabrielle gets mm-hmm. through things. She's tough like me. But again, Frankie was younger when I changed the way I parented a little bit. Right. When Frankie came home from football practice and said, I want to be, I, I want to quit, mom. I'm not built like the rest of the guys. It's like nose was bleeding. His gums were bleeding. because I'm like a big <laughs> dog in the middle of the field. And I said, he goes, I want to be an actor. And I go, get the fuck out of here. Go do your, don't talk to me about that. And that's how I spoke. (laughs) Get the fuck. Actor. My ass. You're going to be actor. And then. And then his mom's on TV. Yeah, right? Like, that's the irony. (laughs) He's like. (laughs) And then the Jewish man that I was engaged to at the time, Andrew was his name. He said, you're going to be the best actor with those looks and those brains and your, right. and I stopped in the middle of what I was doing. I was like, wow. And within two months I was living in LA and Frankie was filming a movie that nothing really came wow. up, but it was an experience. That's amazing. But definitely. I feel like uh, then, the, the Jewish culture, they always look for like the silver lining. There's always the silver oh, lining. It's such a great way to grow yeah. up. It's uh, it, yep. it is an amazing way. I love it. And I love old Jewish women. I have learned more from old Jewish women than I'll ever learn from any Harvard degree. There's no Harvard degree that can tell me what a Jewish woman taught me. It's so funny. So, you know how, I don't know, Dolores, because Anthony knows my whole spiel on like old versus new souls. Like if you've been on this earth before versus if you haven't. 
Tell and, me about that. And, tell me right oh, now. Okay. Tell me about that. Sure. So I have, I love, like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm religious, but I'm definitely spiritual. So I love okay. like the Zodiac. I love like the frequencies in the universe. Ooh. I think it's all oh very, God, so she's good at it. I'm, I think it's we're gonna- all, yeah, I think it's all very relevant. And I think energy is more important than anything. And so like in physics and in science, like what is like energy that has built may never die. So like your soul is, has always been alive. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly the exact, you know, uh, Ooh, I'm so interested in this. I'm so, so interested. Like so past life like, and stuff. Yeah. Like past life. And in, in my experience, Anthony has been here plenty of times. Like I think he's she wise thinks I've been here a million times. He's wise. We probably were married in the twenties. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Morgan's our totally. daughter. <laughs> 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 so I think people have been here before when like they're really wise and they just, you know, they they act like they've been here before. Like they've seen love. They've felt love. They've been heartbroken. They've been jaded. And there are people who are very naive. And I go back and forth with with myself because I think I'm a new soul because I'm so naive and I'm so bright eyed and bushy tailed at like new experiences so and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I, I know mean, not some, like us, but we're yeah, jaded. Don't worry. Sometimes, talk, talk to me sometimes. in a couple of years. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. In a couple of years. Yeah. In my next, I'll <laughs> talk to you in my next podcast. life. In okay. my next life, I'll talk to you. So, um, my sister Chloe, uh, she's an old soul for sure. Like she's but older than I am in, sure? in terms of her soul because she just yeah, how do she's you know? just like more. I can just you can just tell like she's been here before. Like she, there's just like this energy that like there's not as much excitement, but more like realism. And you're 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 a lot less naive than you think. Yeah, I, I was so. just gonna say, Morgan, maybe you're not. Morgan, neither. you're selling yourself short. I'm not so sure you haven't been here before because that's maybe. not something you take interest in. Yeah, yeah, but maybe you're, you're not right. an old soul or a new soul. Maybe you're you're neither. Maybe you're like an. Maybe I'm not real. <laughs> You're not real. You're an enigma, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so be- my sister, a lot, a lot of people say that in her past life she was an old Jewish woman. Like she has like that, like wiseness and like Ooh. she can snap. You know what I mean? So that's what made me think of it. But that's my whole theory on old versus new souls. I just think it's like, and I love like meeting people and just to myself thinking, you know, were they here before? Or were they not? What do you think about me, Morgan? I definitely think you were here before. Oh. Definitely. I definitely were. I think tired. I think you're, but you're your ass is tired. What you say? Your ass is tired, man. I've been here a long are, time. So good at, you're an old soul, Dolores, but I think you're so good at like modernizing it. And um, I think she is too. I think that that's, right? that's where you the beauty is. So that's so where the beauty good. is. Now, Dolores, because you come from old school, I got to know what. And by the way, you're the perfect guest for this show because you're giving us perfect. stories about fist fights and this and this without us even asking. That's what we love. Yeah. But awesome. I want to know what your mom said when you got casted on The Real Housewives in New Jersey. She didn't care. Oh, my God. She didn't care? No. I told her. She didn't no. care. <laughs> she didn't care. She was like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. The hell do, crazy. I have to, do I have to do I have to be on? Yeah, ma. You got to open your mouth. You can't like unmute. You sit there like Marge's mom is like talking about her vagina. Ma, you got to talk about your vagina. She's like, I can't do that. (laughs) And like she's my mother is a very simple woman, selfless, simple. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like my my whole family is they're They're so supportive. But when I tell them they have to film and you don't see them much 
not by their by them because like listen they're not like dying to come on because I make them come on when we have to have a family event but they're more simple people they like to sit back and watch me have it and there's never any jealousy even with my old friends I still have my first friend since kindergarten Sandra Dorino and you know my friends from third grade Giovanna Crishon and when I see them they're so happy for me my friend Carrie Kerwin she's like She's like, oh, my friend, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Oh, I want, you know, and this is what I, I love them. I love them for that. And you miss that sometimes in this business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets it's more authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Morgan, you're right. It's the authenticity because you got to go on these trips with girls that maybe you normally wouldn't be friends with. And well, it's in like- my, on my cast, you know, there's history. So I know yeah. everybody and, and I've come close and, and you have to kind of like, be a little bit like each other mm-hmm. to, to, to mesh in. It's Jersey it is not work, an easy, yeah. is not an easy thing to cast for. Jersey is not easy. I don't think any of them are easy no. to cast because somebody, they have to have the right chemistry. I'm curious. Right. How did you get casted? Cause I know that you were on the yep. show with Caroline back in the day. And well, then, wow. What a I throwback. Will, oh yeah. So I was friends with, Dina, Caroline, Teresa, Jackie, Jacqueline, and um, we would all go out on Thursday nights. That's uh, girls' night out. We would dress up like Sex in the City, and uh, and be home by like twelve o'clock. Because again, we still have that t- Italian thing. Like we feel like we're going to get in trouble if we're out too late. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and you know, and so Teresa was always funny. She's as funny as she is now, and uh, we would go to like pasties and and think we were cool and dress up and get our hair done and just you know innocently come back home and by like an early time but uh I think that the produce production companies when this franchise started when all this started is they went to high-end hair salons and asked them if they knew a group of women that would Mm -hmm. go out I guess that's how they did it that's how they found us and we all got our hair and and makeup done at the same place every Thursday the chateau the chateau when they called (laughs) the chateau and then um, Caroline said one day, we're like, what is this all for? And Caroline's like, it's a reality show. And they're like, but they're going around the country. And Caroline goes, they'll come back. And I said, well, what makes you think that? And what is a reality show? I didn't even know what a reality show was. And she's like, because it's Jersey, because we're Jersey. We're like, we're interesting. We're... But at the time, The Sopranos was airing. And mm-hmm. The Sopranos mm-hmm. was so in people, the rest of the country were so intri- intrigued. Now, understand the group of us have never traveled in the country. We had never traveled from where we came from. Yeah. So we didn't mm-hmm. know Jacqueline was the only one from Vegas. So our whole group oh. never left. None of us had gone to college. We didn't know other people from other places. We only knew from what we knew. We didn't know the rest of the country. It's like, like, it's almost like, is the world flat? Like, is you didn't it know you were round? different, right. but we the whole we country was so intrigued by you guys. The whole country was so yeah. intrigued by the, the you know, the violence and and the speaking the way we spoke to each other the way we ate the way mm-hmm. so it was a huge hit and then um i didn't like the way at the time they were producing and my father of course and mother i still listen to them i'm divorced now and i'm raising my kids by myself and my father comes over he goes who's these fucking people in your house i don't fucking know these people <laughs> and i'm like dad i don't know it's like producers he goes what do they want from you i don't like this and then I had that stuck in my head because that was season one, parents. season one. And then I get a call from Jacqueline. What'd you say about me? Because in the first like 
they asked me something like, what do you think about Jacqueline and Chris? And she thought I had said something about Chris. They said, they're soulmates. I don't know what they ran back and told her. And then oh. I took a lot of pride in my friends. I took a lot of pride and respect mm-hmm. of somebody's marriage. I didn't call. I don't call you when your husband's home. I don't come mm-hmm. by your house to drop off a kid for a play day. If your husband's home, if you're not there, I'm not, I, it's not happening. Don't bring your husband. Don't drop, have your husband drop your kid off. I was alone for many years because no mm-hmm. one was divorced. I had a really, you know, Dina was like, at the time, I hate to even give her this credit, was my first friend after being divorced. Caroline said, my sister's getting divorced. You're divorced. You stay home alone. You guys would be a hoot together. So we, mm-hmm. that's how, you know, and I knew Teresa from since I was 16. But so then I got a call from Teresa and it was like off the, and I was like, really? And, you know, being like back then, I was like still like pride and integrity and loyalty. And of I course. still am, but I know. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, you guys are going to talk to me like this. I'm out. I'm out. And, Ooh. and I was out. And I said, it's not for me. I don't think this is for me. I don't know what it is, but it's not for me. And then yeah. they went back to the salon and Danielle was getting her hair done. Danielle's and that's dog. how Danielle got on the show. And since then, you know, and, you know, as the show went on and it became more popular, they came back to me and they, they, you know, uh, Dina was like, she doesn't fit in. We need somebody that fits in more. Just come on and show. And I just wasn't sure about it. And I was already like in like working and I was in school at the time I was trying to like get a little education because it was something that always bothered me. I got a small technical degree in surgical technology or whatever, Amazing. but, but I, I said, if I stop school one day, I'll never, never go back. Cause it was so hard for me. And, um, Caroline's like, what are you going to make? Like, this isn't, this show is very popular. We're making very good money. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then, um, as the time went on and I got to understand it better a couple of years later, I said, now I'm ready, but they had found the twins. Oh, and that, that rot. What they also asked Margaret to do that season too. They had found the twins and they thought they found gold or whatever. And they're very nice. I've never, I I've met them a couple of times. Yeah, I've met them. Like, they're sweet. Very good show? looking, beautiful, beautiful girls. No, they, they were, they the were housewife. on the show. They brought them on. Oh, okay. yeah. So- and those, it just didn't mesh with the other cast members. And then, um, I was engaged to a doctor by then. So I didn't really, you know, I was in, with my Jewish doctor. I was living great. The kids were, and I was home a lot with my kids. Yeah, and right. like, you know, I was, they were like becoming into themselves. I was getting them tutors. And now I wonder like if I did the show back then and I went through the drama and I would have been away from them at that time so long, would Gabrielle be a doctor now? And would Frankie be, um, where he's on Wall Street. And because I put so much time into them, you know, I had no distractions at all. It was just like, so, um, yeah, I mean, I have no regrets. I came on when it was time because after I broke up with the guy, the the relationship didn't work out. Um, Mm -hmm. I, Jacqueline said, are you ready? Like, I think it's a good time for you to come on the show. We could use somebody, but I had to go through a whole interview process to come back on. Oh, really? You revamped it. When you came back on, I hate to even give Siggy this credit, but when you and Siggy came back on that year with Jacqueline, that felt, finally felt like Jersey again. Because I love Caroline. I know Morgan loves Caroline, too. Love. I, I love Caroline. She's been a mentor to me my, my whole life. Well, get out. That's amazing. Yeah, she's a men- she's, I feel like she's a mentor to like a lot of people. She's, she a, she's, an, just, she's like, a very mommy. wise mother, yeah. very wise, loved her kids, loved her, loved her family. She's no joke. 
She's very real. She's very honest. I love her kids. Like her kids, yeah. basically Frankie, little Frankie grew up in the brownstone. Tommy Manzo was like a second father to him. And Caroline's kids were so good. They had my kids all the time. So I tried setting because- Morgan up with Albie because I <laughs> yeah. and, and and I sent Albie like Morgan's pictures and he was like, OK. And then we then I've, I think he eventually got that new girlfriend. But I'm like, okay, yeah. you guys break oh, okay. up. Go back. It's, to so, Morgan. <laughs> it's so That's funny a good that family Morgan, he's a yeah. good boy. They were Aww. raised with love. Definitely. I've, so I've been there because, from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, just um, people that are fans of the show, like they look at you guys as celebrities, obviously, and you are. But it's crazy to hear that there's a there's there's true friendship and there's true love behind the camera as well. And um, it just it's so nice to hear. And it's also like great to see, too. Like even when we were at the Halloween party, Anthony, like there was obviously some drama, but behind it all, like at the end of the night when people were taking out their costumes, like it was just like a good time. And everyone just seemed to like be themselves, you know. People say, where else would you want to be a housewife or where else would you fit in? There's no other place I could fit in. Mm-hmm. But I am, this cast to me is like family on our worst of days. I say that we may have our differences, but we all share the same heart. And through it all, I could say that I would stand behind any one of them any given day. Oh, that's amazing, amazing. Dolores. Yeah. I know you got a heart out at eight, but I want to ask you, if you have any advice, because you are so wise, and this has been such a great hour chatting with you. I, You're no. also just so pretty to watch. Like, I feel yeah, like you I are. Crush on I you. was like, like full on <laughs> Glossop Girl and Marissa's Beauty Bar today is responsible. Well, it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to give advice for somebody, me and Morgan's age, because I feel like it's a it's an age that gets overlooked too much. Um, this liminal space between being somebody who's like a college age student and somebody who's trying to move in to the real world. That's kind of our audience base. I want you to give them some advice. Be patient. If you're not where you want to be, be patient. Don't feel bad about yourself. Don't get down on yourself. Don't ever stop trying to reach your goal. You have to have a goal and you have to keep going. And no matter what, what, what I did learn from Siggy is know your worth. I've spent, I have a lot of misspent time thinking I was less than I was. Not walking around like, oh, I'm not good. You know, I, I wasn't a mope. I wasn't a fucking, I'm never a mope. You walk up, with, you don't know, walk around with your, your head up and your shoulders back no matter what, but have more confidence in yourself and things always, always work out. There's, it will work out. Feels like the hard times feel like they're going to go on forever. And I know you guys have it hard right now because it's hard to find jobs and it's, you know, friends, you're finding out who your real friends are and you're finding out who you are. And right. who you want to be around. I've found my best of friends and the best people I want to be around besides through the show and meeting people like you, which I'm so blessed through my philanthropy. So if you have a passion, people used to say to me, what's your passion? I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't have play sport. I, I never had a hobby. I, what, what's my passion? You know, plastic surgery. Yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but my passion, I, you know, this life coach was talking to me. She wanted me to do an interview with her. And I, I did it reluctantly. And I was like, yeah, what? She, I said, don't ask me what my passion is. It pisses me off. She's like, your passion is helping people. Haven't you noticed that? And I realized yeah. that it was. Wow. <clears throat> and I've met a lot of people like that. I like being around through that. Mm-hmm. So um, like shared, passion. you know, share a passion. If you're feeling down about yourself, volunteer somewhere, help somebody go walk a dog in a shelter, go help a children's shelter. 
um, things like that. Do something that makes you feel so much better. Get your mind off yourself. And, you know, just like I said, just things always work out. Dolores, I'm going to put that on replay. Yeah. And play some Sinatra in the background and it'll go number one on Spotify. Thank you for saying that to us. Seriously, we so appreciate you coming on. Dolores, um, where can everybody find you on Instagram? Dolores Catania. It's that easy. That freaking easy. easy. Easy peasy, lemoncello yeah, squeezy. Come see me on Instagram. Come see me on Instagram. <laughs> well, we love you, and the trailer love is love out so today. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm gonna lose you on yeah, my that's what I'm so zero, and my phone is dying. So. Go ahead. You have your other All thing right. at eight. We love you. Thank you so much. I love you. Thanks for having love me. Love you, guys. Dolores. Of course. Anytime. What I wouldn't give to be young again. Oh, youth is on your side. I'm telling oh. you. We love you. <laughs> Bye, guys. You. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Now, Morgan. Okay. I know that you love the housewives now. Now, Andrew, come back. I want you to hang with us. Andrew. Hi. Don't go hiding. Hi. I'm here. Yes, you are. I like the housewives. Tell me what you thought of (laughs) Dolores, because that was my favorite one we've done. Dolores is just she's a beam of sunlight, a beam of sunlight. Um, as soon as she came up on the zoom, um, I just, I, like I said, a million times, I feel like I've known her my whole life. She's just so warm and she's so easy. And I think what I love about her is that she's not, she's not judgmental No. and she is completely open and she loves helping people. Like she said, and she, she mentioned, you know, her philanthropy and she's just like an amazing person that's, that has lived a lot of life and she's gorgeous while she's doing it. TikTok, TikTok went off. Now, what do you, yes. what's the most important thing that you thought that you learned from her? Um, to have patience. Me too. That's the, that's exactly what I was just going to say is have patience. Yep. And I interpreted it like have patience with yourself too. You know, if you feel like, you know, you might not be making, cause you know, right now we're all talking about like decisions and decisions. We really are young. Like when do you, are you realizing that when we interview people above the age of like 30, they like look at us like we're like babies. Like I know. we got to stop acting like we're like, adults like we are young people like young people yeah I think 25 is just a weird weird age because it's like it sounds older than like obviously 20 but it sounds so much younger than 30 so it's yes and people six sounds so much younger than 30 and like well 26 sounds so much older than 25 too like it's it's a weird like limbo yeah age and I feel like people just put so much pressure on themselves because like we've grown up, like I think of it like in fours, like, so we go to like preschool, whatever, for four years in kindergarten. And then first through fourth grade was like another like uh, elementary school. And then like the limbo period, like seventh and eighth grade or sixth, seventh, eighth grade is also like, it's like puberty. And then you have your four years in high school and like you are expected to go to school, like perform as best you can, like get involved, meet friends, like start to get social. Yeah. And then you have four years in college, which is just like a shit show. Like it, it literally usually is a shit show college. And then the four years after college is like where you're like, uh, OK, so that my whole life I've been on a schedule my whole life. I was expected to to go to school and I was on a schedule. I had eight periods throughout my day, like with all these subjects and everything was so mapped out. And then you graduate college and like nothing is nothing is mapped out. Not one thing is mapped out. Yeah. Crazy. So 
You're so right, Morgan. I, I, I find that to be so I'm really thinking about it a lot recently. And it's funny, like it really is fucking funny. But at the this, like we <laughs> we really can just make our own age. Like, I feel like we're our own <laughs> age. How old do you like, feel? I would say I feel like 22, 23. That's how I feel. I feel 22 forever. I'll, I'll forever at, feel 22. If you look at us, it's like, you know, we're just like we have things that we're passionate about. Well, we're dipping our toes into things. We're nowhere near where. What are you doing? Being hot. Being, we're nowhere near like settling down or doing anything like that. And so it's like maybe let's just stop like looking toward like the future and just have our goal as to like love ourselves. But if I can interject, I feel sure. as though, um, <laughs> Do you I don't okay? know. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> Hi. Hey, good to see you. Hi. Um, Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks listener, for stopping by. <laughs> hey, um, we have Andrew from Idaho. Yeah. Um, it's actually thanks pronounced, for calling in. It's pronounced New York, but yeah. Um, I, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bitch. Okay. Uh, wait, I didn't, I couldn't tell if like you were fucking with us when you said the 22, 23, because I feel as though you are so far beyond 22, 23, like just like listening back to you. There was moments during that interview that I was like, Oh my God, so on the ball both of you uh, interviewing techniques just like asking all the right questions like not to say that a 22 23 year old couldn't do it but it, it just seems as though you relate with a much older age in that sense i'm not saying i think but... no i know what you mean andrew I, yeah. I feel like morgan and i will forever be the kids that talk to the parents at sleepovers totally like that's because what I, our thing is the thing is too um we're comfortable doing it. A lot of people aren't comfortable talking to people who are like, you know, a little bit older because That's they get, true, Morgan. Like, get like intimidated maybe. But I think what happens is Anthony, we bring like a little bit of youth and like we have a, I think we have like this thing where we like bring people back in time a little bit. Totally. I think we create an air of nostalgia. But this is going to sound so conceited to people who are listening. What do you guys think? Let <laughs> us know. We bring an air of nostalgia, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. If you will. Def I will. I'm going. <laughs> well, I feel and so like like every every age group. I mean, you've had a, a plethora of different age groups already on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and you've been able well, to tap into each guests so easily um there isn't gonna, there isn't anybody yeah. yet that well, you've not being been able to connect with isn't that crazy here's the thing i just thought of and excited, <laughs> yeah. excited about is that we're all if you think about it you guys andrew anthony audience all my a's anthony that's my triple a um we're all human beings totally so that is something that we'll always have in common <laughs> with others. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Like we're all living life and okay, we all make mistakes. And I feel like it's hard for people who um, put so much pressure and don't have patience with themselves to connect to others because mm. I feel like that aura kind of comes off sometimes. And um, you guys, give yourselves all a break. Yeah, everybody just take a chill pill. Sip back with self 
Yeah, and and subscribe before we get to subscribe. I said I want- if you're no, I said if you're prescribed. Oh, oh, well, I thought oh, you said I take a chill pill and, well. and, and 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 subscribe. Now, Andrew, I want to know what did you because you and I kind of reject obviously like a lot of like the old school stuff, but I honestly understand it just because of like my f- family and like things that stories my parents have told me and stuff. I kind of felt like though what Dolores d- doesn't realize that she does actually have like a lot of modern uh, subliminal things in the things that she mm-hmm. says. Yeah. But, and I want to know what you took away. Cause you're not a big fan of the shows, obviously. No, but... I don't watch the the show. Nothing against It's just not my. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what did you take away from her? But I mean, like I saw the benefits be, because like, I feel as though if I were to be in, in any sort of, uh, environment where I heard someone talk about like raising their their child in the manner that she was before you know Jewish men came into her life yeah mm-hmm. um, then I would just be immediately turned off but it's just it is it is just a different matter of of parenting yeah. um, and there are pros and cons to it um, absolutely and the cons are definitely more frontal um, but I it was definitely like an insight that I don't think I'm like, I'm used to hearing and I was, yeah, it was welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking cool stuff. What? Well, that's well, why I said she's an, she's an old soul. Like she's been here before, but she's gentrified her old yeah. soul. Like, I feel like she's totally yeah. like, molded. And she's someone that I think also like actually learns from experience and mistakes and stuff like that and she was able to talk about she it does. Which and that's awesome. happened on the show a lot is that she's she's always like learning and i like that about her um and you know who else is always learning Ooh. our audience because <laughs> <laughs> you know obviously some of them don't know how to hit subscribe so we're, they're they're not passing the test what else are you guys hitting <laughs> yeah what do you i got a good amount of new followers recently are you guys hitting the follow button not the subscribe. I mean, it's really not that difficult. I yeah. got to say I'm going to hit you up the side of the head if you don't subscribe. <laughs> I like took my own advice earlier this week because there's podcasts that I listen to, but I don't hit the subscribe button. So I was like, wait, <gasps> shit, I got to subscribe and leave five stars. So mm-hmm. maybe you can take after Uncle Tony and just subscribe and hit five stars for us. Uncle Tony's testicles. Yeah, just pass it on. What's that movie? Um, Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. And, you know? and just like Countess Luann says, elegance is learned. Elegance is learned. Yeah. Pa- yeah. Subscribe and, and be a good person. Yeah. Happy so subscribe. At, yeah. Happy New Year. We're we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> we'll be all right. OK, so where can everybody <laughs> find everybody on Instagram? <clears throat> you should see Zuzu right now. She looks. So- oh, Zuzu. You can find me at morgue underscore Lamada. The end. And well, not at the end. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> you can find me at Anthony. I'm like, like literally in a different universe right now. I'm so exhausted, but it's Aww. like a good exhausted. Like, I'm, you know, how sometimes you're exhausted. You're like upset that you're exhausted. Like I'm content exhausted. Oh, um, I love that. You're relaxed. And- that's what that's called. <laughs> Wait, is that what that's called? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Anthony. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-L-A-R-I-O. And you can find the shit show on all podcasting platforms. S H. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, yes. wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find Andrew at Tits McGee123 on Instagram. At Andy, Absolutely. at Andy Fandy Foe. 
Andy, eeny, feeny, fanny, 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 You can find Andrew I, I, at <laughs> Drew, Drew Boo. We love you. Uh, yeah, oh, and if you haven't noticed, ads. there's a new bonus episode out from last week. You can catch up. Oh, on. yeah. His name is actually really good. His name is Drew, too. Drew yeah. Boo. I love you. Wow. Drew Brees, the football player. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye. The shit show. <laughs> yeah, that was a shit show. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.